brethren. It's good to be with you once again this morning. And once again, our text that our brother Julius read for us this morning was found in 2 Thessalonians 3.3. And uh, in this message this morning, my desire and my prayer, real prayer, is that the Lord will direct our hearts into the love of God and to the patient waiting for Christ. And may this be a prayer for us and for all uh, God's people, that we would be patiently waiting for the coming of Christ. In our text in Second um, Thessalonians three three, it says, "But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish and keep you from evil." Amen. The Lord is faithful. The Spirit in Scripture continually reminds us mm-hmm. of this truth that the Lord is faithful. Amen. That's right. All the way from the beginning to end. We're being shown over and over again the faithfulness of God. First mm-hmm. uh, Corinthians one nine says, "God is faithful, by whom ye were called into the fellowship of His Son, mm-hmm. yeah. Jesus Christ, our Lord." Amen. And then also in First Corinthians ten thirteen it says, "He is faithful," or it talks about how. God is faithful in not allowing us to be tempted above our ability. This is a way in which the Lord is faithful to his people in this way, that he does not give us more that we can bear, and that he is faithful in not allowing us to be tempted above our ability as well. Also, he is faithful to fulfill his promises. And we have witnessed this within ourselves, the promises of God we've seen in our own selves, how he was, how he is faithful in those promises that he does what he said he will do and what he has promised. Also, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins when we confess them. First John one nine, this is. Another way in which the Lord is faithful. He is faithful and just in this way. The Lord is trustworthy and worthy of our trust. Because he has, because he is faithful and he has shown that he is faithful. He has proved himself to be faithful in the, in the record and how he has dealt with with men, how he is, with the example of, of many in scripture like Abraham, the Lord has shown how he was faithful and how he had promised a son. Amen. And he was faithful in doing that with Abraham and with Sarah. We see how the Lord was faithful with um, men like Joseph, how the Lord was faithful even though he was Wrong was done 
to him, the Lord was faithful in keeping him and, and blessing him and preparing his life in a way that he in turn blessed many, many people. The Lord shown how he was faithful in the life of Moses, how he was faithful in, in, um, in hearing the cry of the people of Israel as they cried out for deliverance and he was faithful in sending them one who would deliver them and lead them to the promised land. Many times over again, we've been able to see how the Lord worked in his people and seen how he was faithful toward them. In our text, our text will confirm to us and to our hearts that our stability and our protection are dependent upon the faithfulness of God. Not only is he faithful, our text tells us, but that he's faithful to do something, and that is to establish us and to establish our hearts. To establish means to set someone up so that they remain unmovable, that they're, yeah. that they're steady, yeah. that they're secure, that they're, that they're given a strength that comes from the Lord to establish. Being, being established involves our understanding mm -hmm. yeah. and it involves our focus upon the Lord. We cannot be established without knowing who God is, understanding right. who he is and his, and his purpose for us. It, this is involved in being established. The Lord works in establishing his people through th through working in us that we can be able to withstand many things in in this life. Whether withstanding the pressures or the temptations of this world, we are being established. Whether it be um, things that come about up within our lives, the Lord is establishing us. He's strengthening us. He's working within us in a way that we are able to stand. Amen. It has to do with remaining firm through and after trials and being able to withstand tests that come about. In 1 Thessalonians 3.13, it says, To the end, he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. And so this is what he is establishing us to. We're being established for a purpose, for a reason, and to something, and that's for us to be unblameable in holiness before our God, yeah. which is our which is our desire, and so we desire for Him we for Him to establish us in this way. 
Second uh, Thessalonians two seventeen says, "Comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work." And so this is uh, a way in which the Lord is, establishes us as well in bringing comfort to our hearts. First Peter five ten says, "But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto His eternal glory." By Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish and strengthen and settle you. And so God can even or God can establish us after we have suffered for a while. After after that time, he's he comes and establishes, strengthens us. We are also exhorted to be established in the faith. Mm-hmm. Colossians 2.7 says, Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therefore within thanksgiving. The opposite of being established is being tossed and fro, being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And 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 you can see by contrast being established and what it looks like to be unestablished by the Lord being double-minded being tossed to and fro and many times when when people are thrown off course by temptation or a th- thrust to withdraw from the Lord by, by a circumstance, a lot of times it's because not being established in the Lord. To be established requires the Lord himself. Or, yeah, the, to be established requires the Lord himself to establish us. We can't be established with, without him. You can't establish yourself it requires the Lord himself. Estab- to be established will not happen without the Lord's involvement with his people. And how blessed it is to know this, that, yeah. that when we experience the establishing, that we know it was, it came, that it was the Lord who did it and it came from him. And that he is faithful to do, to work in this way. The Lord is faithful to establish our hearts and to keep us from evil, our text said, to guard you, to protect you from evil. There is a, a form of teaching out there that teaches that Satan is powerless, that Satan is powerless and that he can be easily rebuked by the saints. or instantly repelled by the rebuke of the saints. But if this were the case, then we would not require any protection from the Lord, from evil. The very fact that God is faithful to keep us from evil confirms really this, the nature of the war that we are in, that we are engaged in. But this also 
emphasizes that Satan is subject to the Lord and that he he does not have the power to go to oppose God's power to keep us from evil. Satan cannot overcome God's power to keep us from evil. And this is this is something that we are able to see by faith. Just as Jesus was kept from Satan's intentions, so we also will be kept from evil as well. Amen. It is a matter of God's faithfulness, and thus we're able to trust him in this matter that he will and that he is able to keep us from evil. This is something that he will do, but he does it through our faith. Mm -hmm. He works in that way through our faith. Have you been able to stand this week? It was because the Lord established you. Have you been kept from evil this week? It was because the Lord kept you from evil. Verse 4 says, And we have confidence in the Lord touching you that ye both do and will do the things which we commanded you. It is one thing to, to know, it is one thing to know and accept the fact that God is faithful to establish us and to keep us from evil. And it, but it is also another thing to have confidence and truly believe that he is able to do this. The confidence to which Paul refers is not fueled by the conduct of the, of the assembly in, in Thessalonica themselves, but the fact that God is but by the persuasion of the faithfulness of God. And Paul, knowing that God is faithful, he knows that, in that he ha- and he has confidence that God will work in them in this way. Paul can have confidence in the Lord regarding his work in them. Their unhesitating reception of the gospel and their willingness to suffer for his name confirms their identity with the Lord. Where there is evidence of the Lord working, confidence, we can have confidence that the Lord, we can have confidence concerning the the Lord's people or in the people of the Lord, that he will work within them and that he will And that uh, he will work in the way that he will continue to bring them to yes. himself. Yes. Thus, this confidence is because of the nature of God. We we have this confidence in the people in the p- people of God because we know that it is the, God's nature to work in a way to establish His people. Mm-hmm. And seeing how he has already, and and seeing what he has already accomplished in his people, 
gives us confidence that he will continue to work with it, work in them in that way. The very, the very fact that people are doing the will of God can produce confidence that they will continue to do so because it is God who is establishing and keeping them. It is not that Paul was depending upon the Thessalonians themselves. He has confidence in the Lord touching them. Their manner of life confirmed God was working in them and God is faithful to continue his work. His faithfulness guarantees that he will continue to work through their faith. And we take, this blesses us too because we know that God will continue to work with, within us as well. As we continue to grow in faith, he, we, we are comforted in knowing that he will continue to work through our faith. Faith does not balk at the commandments of the Lord. Amen. When, when, and this is because, because of the faith of the Thessalonians, the commandments Paul gave the, the Thessalonians were not a hindrance to them, but were in step with the Lord's commandments. Verse 5 says, And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. And here in Paul's prayer, he's showing indeed his confidence concerning them in the Lord. He does not simply rely on the saints to keep on doing what was commanded of them automatically, but he prays that the Lord will continue to direct their hearts. When hearts become contaminated, obedience begins to wane. If hearts are pointed in the wrong direction, the commandments of the Lord no longer seem important. The person with a defiled heart does not a lot of times even view God's commandments with, with respect. Thus, Paul prays concerning our hearts that the Lord will direct, continue to direct our hearts. Other versions say, and may the Lord, and may your hearts be guided by the Lord. The ability of the Lord to direct and to guide the hearts of men, this is not a small thing to consider. This is really a, a powerful truth that it is the Lord who directs our hearts. Amen. The scripture even says that he directs your steps as well. Amen. And this is a blessing because I, I know that he has directed my heart and that he has directed yours as well. First Kings 8, and starting in verse 56, it says, and this is Solomon speaking, he says, blessed be the Lord that hath given rest to his people Israel, according to all that he had promised, there hath not failed one word of all of his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses his servant. The Lord our God be with us as he was with our fathers. 
let him not leave us nor forsake us, that he may incline our hearts unto him to walk in all of his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, which he commanded our fathers. And so his prayer was that that the Lord will incline our hearts to him, that he will direct our hearts to him. The Lord also can keep our thoughts, can keep thoughts in the hearts of his people and prepare their hearts for himself. In which First uh, Chronicles 29 verse 18 speaks about. Also, David spoke of how he, he knew that the Lord will direct his ways and to keep his statutes. And also... In Acts chapter 16, verse 14, speaks about how uh, it says, And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worship God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened. Mm -hmm. And she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And here we have an example here of Lydia, who the Lord directed her heart. He opened her heart to be able to attend to the things that were spoken. Jeremiah 10.23 says that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his own steps. Because, and elsewhere it says that it, again that it was the Lord who directs our steps. How blessed it is to know that the Lord directs our hearts. And, and he is able to point our hearts to truths, spiritual truths that we're able to be able to receive uh, spiritual truths from him. By directing the heart, the Lord moves it into proper focus and proper emphasis. And he points our hearts in the right direction that we can be able to see the truths that he desires for us to see. When, we, when, we're, when we're able to see truth, it's because the Lord caused us to see it. He directed our hearts that we can and opened our eyes yeah. and opened our ears that we can be able to to be able to see it, to be able to hear it, to be able to, and he is the one that has given us understanding as well. Without the direction of God, we're not able to, we're not able to um, have spiritual bearings within ourselves to know which way to go or what to do. But with God directing our hearts, He's able to lead us in the way that we ought, ought to go. Yeah. In that narrow, in that narrow way. Psalms twenty-seven, eleven says, "Teach me Thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path." And and I I, I like how that is stated in, in a plain path. You know, there are many out in the world who believe that they're on a plain path. But really, 
it leads off to all kinds of different directions and it's a confusing path but I thank the Lord that he has put us on a plain path a highway of holiness so the Lord is directing our hearts into the love of God as we are directed into an ever deeper understanding of the love of God it's it produces a burning love for God. The more that we grow in understanding of God, the more that we love Him, the more that we're able to see Him, the more that we love Him. We love Him, the Scripture says, because He first loved us. 1 John 4.19 This is something that goes a long, long way to be able to see the love that God has for us, for his people. The, to love God requires divine direction. Yes, amen. To, to be able to love him requires God directing our hearts. And this is a good prayer to pray that Amen. hear what Paul had prayed for the, those in the, um, this assembly in Thessalonians that the Lord will direct your hearts in the love of God and this is a good prayer to pray for ourselves and for our, our brethren that the Lord will continue to do that to, to direct our hearts in this way There, there's not a, a point in life where this prayer is, is not needed mm-hmm. for the Lord to direct our hearts. We patiently wait for the return of the Lord Jesus, persevering through all tests of faith. And we do this patiently. We were patiently waiting for Christ 1 Peter 4.12 says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which, which is to try you, as though some strange thing has happened unto you. But rejoice insomuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceedingly joy. And this is this is why we're able to wait patiently. Yeah. Is because <clears throat> because even though it may be even though we are partaking in the sufferings of Christ, we're able to still patiently wait for his coming. Yeah. Because of the Lord who is establishing us, because the Lord who is keeping us who is able to keep us from evil and because of the Lord directing our hearts into the love of God that we're able to patiently wait for the coming of Christ. First Thessalonians 1.10 says, And to wait for his Son from heaven, yeah. whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Amen. And this is an, 
another reason why we're able to patiently wait because we know that we are that what God has what has been promised to us that Christ will come again that it will happen so we're able to patiently wait for that time to come Titus 2:13 says looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God, of the great God and of our savior Jesus Christ looking for that blessed hope again patiently waiting looking having a stance of heart that we're looking for this to come or anticipating we're patiently waiting for for the coming of our Lord. First John 3, 2 says, Because we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. There is a part, there's a, there's a yearning within us. There's a strong desire for the coming of the Lord. Like in Scripture, where we cry out, "Come, Lord Jesus," and in this we are still patiently waiting for His coming. We're able to patiently wait because we know that the Lord is faithful, and that He will again fulfill all that He has promised, even. In sending his son to to re- retrieve the saints to our heavenly home, in patiently waiting for the coming of Christ, this fuels our determination to stand against the vials of the devil, to be able to stand firm and with our armor with all of our armor on mm-hmm. and in the stance still patiently waiting so <clears throat> brother my desire is that the lord will continue to work within us in this way that he that we will continue leave patiently waiting for christ enduring all manner of hardship and trial knowing that god is faithful and that he that he is establishing us, that he is keeping us from evil, and that he is directing our hearts into the love of God. And so this is my, my prayer for all the saints and for us here this morning, that, that the Lord will work this within us and within his people. Yes. Yes. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.